0: Good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning right before a long Memorial Day weekend for most folks. I'm joined by Steve Parisi, President and CEO of IBC Global. Steve, how are you today?
1: Fantastic, Mike. It is hot, a little humid, but it's it's nice out today.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to see the signs of summer coming and you know, my kids are wrapping up school and um, you know, summer's a little different, I guess, when you're an adult. But for some reason this year, I'm feeling, you know, I'm starting to get excited about barbecues and yeah, swimming and, you know, the things that the kids usually look forward to.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Spend some time outside just I, from being cooped up all winter. I think that's, that's where everyone's excited to get out.
0: Yeah. Kind of along those lines, what I wanted to talk to you about today was um, there's been a lot of talk at, at our Mass Mutual agency about, how we're handling this, like, quote, unquote, back to work and back to the office um, now that, uh, you know, we're we're starting to hopefully come to the tail end of of, uh, the pandemic and people working from home. And, you know, I've got some mixed feelings on that personally. um, But I know from working so closely with you that, uh, number one, you and your team, you know, really did a great job before this anyway, of adopting technology where you know face to face isn't always necessary and, and you guys are marketing all over the country. How did you handle staff and how do you plan to handle staff and agents going forward with regards to in the office, home base, how you're interfacing with them? Is it going to be different for Agents and staff. How are you gonna? What are your thoughts on on how you're gonna navigate that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the first thing that always comes to mind is just safety um, from a a personal standpoint and just consideration of others. So, when COVID came, everyone worked from home, and fortunately, we were equipped from it for it just with our setup because we work remote all the time anyway. Um, But as things have kind of become. What they've, what they've become where they are now where you see some companies come back full-time some are optional. We've made it optional if people can come back and work in the office. Some people like it like myself I don't like to work from home I like having that home work separation I'm very productive in the office when I'm in, in here I'm in work mode I'm going to go a mile a minute. Um, some people can work from home effectively but safety first but as things kind of normalize how I look at it because an agent, so a staff member here asked that same question they say, hey can we like have the, the remote work permanently? And my hesitancy is well if product if productivity levels go down then no. <laughs> Seriously because that's what happens it is very very easy to slack off from home. Some people can do it but you do not have accountability if you're a new agent or new staff member. Um, and you don't have the luxury of sitting next to someone and hearing what they say, hearing how they interact with the client, how they deal with that. Yes, we've got training videos of exactly what to see, what to say, what to look for, how to do everything. But that actual hands on experience, when, when I can hear what you, if I'm working with you, Mike, what you say to people in that, that meeting, on that phone call, is extremely valuable. Um, That's how I learned. That's how so many people learned in business and sales and customer service. So that's the thing when I hear hey, can we all just work from home? I'm like you lose that when you work from home. It's way too easy not to do it and it's uncomfortable. That's why people don't want to do it. But doing it when other people can hear you talk and how you get through a a situation. That's really what helps us get to call it that next level. and it doesn't exist that much working remote unless you're going to keep your Zoom call or Teams call on all day, but then people hit the mute button and it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if your role is is task-related or um, admin-related and you have some level of experience, then, uh, you know, it is feasible that you could, you know, work kind of in a bubble in your own space. Um, If you're doing anything that is relationship oriented or, um, growth oriented, sales oriented, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, unless you're, you know, you're a seasoned professional and, uh, you know, are working autonomously, you you know, if you're a part of a team, you have to hear, like you said, it's important to hear what the other, what the other folks have to say, how they interact. Tone is very important. Um, I think that gets overlooked a lot these days, you know? It
1: does. That's the big, the big, oh, you know, that's just natural. It's common sense. You know, (laughs) I was listening to uh, Brian
0: Tracy. It's common sense for me, but I found that it's (laughs) not common sense.
1: Well, I I was listening to uh, Brian Tracy the other day um, and he was talking about common sense. He goes, you know, most people have just huge, enormous amounts of common sense because they never use it.
0: <laughs> like, like, <that's laughs> they haven't good. spent <laughs> any of
1: it. Yeah, they haven't spend any yet. But the thing is like I I lack a lot of common sense and a lot of areas of had to learn how to work that muscle and okay, when someone says something in a certain way like their expressions or their tonality, there's ways to read that. But if I didn't have someone or something coaching me, helping me identify that, I would still be lost. So that's where I really like the value there to say okay if you have someone there listening. Prime example when we started growing and we brought more people into the office which you've been to, to my office it used to be a garage we converted it we've got so many offices we had more people that could fit in the office which is a good problem and a bad problem. So what we did we had my corner office we put first two guys, one guy then two guys then three guys sharing that. All the other offices, they were crammed. People were working together. I worked out in the conference room and everybody heard every single phone call I had. Every single meeting I had. Doors were open. They could hear it. And at first, I hated it because you're like under a microscope. Everyone's always listening. But doing that one I got comfortable with it so it it did help me personally but that's not my point it helped others to know okay here's how to deal with these situations and then they did the same thing so when we look at our our top performing agents here they were the ones that were there listening to me listening to each other had that feedback and there's something to be said about that, so I'm a big believer in it because I see it at it work, but it really work at the highest level from a productivity standpoint. That's where I'm a big fan of it. Having people with that in-house synergy, particularly agents and on in yeah. sales,
0: yeah, yeah. the the best The best sales training I ever got was was a company called Coventry First that I worked for for about six years in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. They're they're a life settlement company, okay. and I, when I first started working there, I was working um, for the CFO because I was still in a, in a finance accounting role. Um, but when I transitioned over to sales, they had great internal systems where, you know, I got put onto a team and there were senior members of the team. And at any point in time, we all sat close to each other. But even outside of just listening, I could dial into their phone calls. So I could pick up my phone and hit a button and then I'm listening to my you know, senior regional VP have a, you know, heated discussion or um, some kind of, you know, communication with with an important relationship. And not only can I hear, you know, what he has to say, but I can hear what's going on on the other end of the line and, you know, really kind of be able to absorb the whole conversation without it having to be on speakerphone and, yeah. and things of that nature. And, and that was really critical I thought, for for my development.
1: Yeah, yeah, no thanks for sharing that. You know and and how I look at it too and and I'm sure you can relate to this with you know inexperienced agents who are trying to become an experienced seasoned producer is often when a problem comes to me to say hey this client's freaking out they said this thing oh they think it's a scam and it's like okay you're you're taking this fire situation and just trying to throw it on me because you don't want to handle it but that's the hot potato. Yeah that, well that's the internal reaction and that's negativity so I, I shouldn't really phrase it like that. But <laughs> as far as you don't want to handle it so you're just dumping it on me. Is if the training was there proper to say okay that situation occurred how did it happen? When they first came to you did you listen? how did you like the, the tonality how did you communicate to them? Did you listen? Did you address their concerns? Or was it just text and email and you cut them off and said no no it's like this which is human nature everybody does it often without realizing and that's, that's the kind of stuff and I really drill into this with training on communication as much as we can virtually but still like uh, unless I'm there I could dial in or unless I'm there hearing them To know okay if a situation popped up 9 out of 10 times it's not a a product issue. 9 out of 10 times it is a communication issue where we didn't listen enough or we improperly communicated. Person got frustrated they felt like they weren't heard or something was misinterpreted whatever and now you've got a problem that someone else has to come in and fix it. and maybe you can share more because I think you, you put out fires every single day for a living in your role. <laughs> so that kind of stuff is like alright if you can be trained on how to communicate which really means listen sense the tonality and then address it properly that's the key and having that in-house relationship with, with your agent's customer service that is what I found has really trained superstars people with that willingness to learn they want to get to that next level and then they have a guide of how to do it and then they see someone doing it just like a like Aaron Rodgers he wanted to do everything he watched Brett Favre for so many years and then he's an absolute stud from a quarterback position like any any team would want him look at the guy
0: yeah I mean I was found with stuff like that you know and and it only comes with with repetition and and dealing with those kind of things over and over again and You know, I've had a couple of, not so much this role, um, but I've had a couple of roles in the past where I became accustomed to dealing with, um, you know, just irate lunatics on a regular basis, Um, you know, kind of irrational psychopaths, you know? Mm -hmm. And after a while, I, you know, at the beginning it was very difficult and there was a lot of angst and every time there was an issue, it was like, you know, I'm sure that my tone and my reaction didn't always help diffuse it, Mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, a lot of times it's best, as you said, tone is so important and staying calm and listening and trying to get to the bottom of what's the problem here and how can we solve it? A lot of times just letting a person vent and then figuring out without panicking, you know, I can resolve this issue.
1: But that
0: comes with, with time and experience, and uh, not even training—real experience.
1: Yeah, that's a hundred percent it. And and if you can do that, you'll you'll do extremely well in any in any role and in and in any industry industry. And I guess to kind of loop loop it up or loop back around is with working remotely, that that is challenging and it's very difficult to monitor. You know because if someone's talking to someone and they're at their house like you can't hear or see the conversation and they come back well I told them this and this and this I'm like okay I know you went over the proper bullet points but something didn't work and I'd be willing to bet it was either not listening or not hitting on their main objection which is usually something that we other than what we think it is or we just cut them off did something foolish that rubbed them the wrong way and now they want to be heard even more so it's like you just got to listen that's the thing but how How did it happen? So that that's why I'm a fan of having people in-house um, to a degree if you've got a pro you know, there are some people at our company that could work from home and I would trust them hundred percent I would have zero issue with them working from home one bit because they can handle themselves but when you want to duplicate them that's where hey you know if they're in here that's helpful or you know keep their zoom call open all day so people can, can hear them and watch them.
0: What about working with, I mean, what, how do you attribute how much success you guys have had without a lot of face-to-face? I mean, most of what you're doing is, um, you know, regional or national. And, and even prior to the pandemic, you were accomplishing all this through video conference and, and meetings and such. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just kind of counterintuitive to how the rest of the business has operated forever.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. So the question is like how did we do it? Doing it all remote like that?
0: Yeah and what yeah. worked and what didn't work?
1: Yeah definitely. So uh, I mean I knew nothing about business when I first first got into this and worked for myself. Um, I knew the insurance product and I knew the technical details in and out how to model it everything you can and can't do with it. So Who I I attracted naturally were engineers, data scientists which which in this industry typically insurance agents and financial advisors don't like working with them. Yeah they do because what will happen is an engineer will dissect the product whatever oh, no, you been around
0: with. for a month with questions
1: yeah to make sure everything's optimized and I've worked for some people that says oh you know I, they, they beat around the bush because that engineer is drilling down with a cash value product how do I maximize this cash value and the advisor would view it as that means how do you minimize my commission <laughs> that stuff would happen all the time and what I would do is just go through okay here's exactly how the product works here's the limitations that the insurance company has the IRS has here's you know companies a b and c products a b and c full transparency and i would just really work on making that organized so they can go through it systematically and engineers or a data scientist a IT professional they're on computers all day long anyway they're like hey this is great I'm getting more service and interest here than I would traveling to a meeting so let's move forward and that was really how I started and then transitioning into working with other professionals that said okay I'm trying to get more information from people I'm working with but it's just not there this is very transparent so the remote work like what I made it made a point to do was to be extremely transparent sometimes too much like you, you've seen me in the early days we still do this sometimes is provide a lot of detail on some things that people just think is ridiculous like breaking down PUA Rider fees you got a gross fee from Mass Mutual, like 7.5% on their Aler, but it nets out to a point and a half in the first year like People, some people are like, dude, don't show me that. Who cares? But an engineer, like someone, someone's their, gonna care. Their mouths watering, like, tell me about that. Show me. <laughs> so I'm like, here's how it works. So we would go through that in full detail. And to do that kind of stuff, you could do it in person, but you don't have to. Like they would rather just do it when they have time on their computer, it would be over Zoom calls, go-to meetings, um, and, and then learn just to become more innovative with technology as we hired other people to say okay we've got the transparency now how do we simplify it for the crowd that doesn't want all that you know detail they just want the bottom line maximum cash value and then how do you make it very very convenient for people to get them information in short video format detailed video format you know phone calls mailers whatever it might be just ultra convenience for that consumer like if you do that you'll you'll win.
0: And a lot of that kind of stuff, like if I'm your prospective client and I have a very specific question about, uh, you know, a PUA rider, you're probably sending me a video, a pre-recorded video on that topic with follow-up. Like, hey, let's, you know, let's discuss any follow-up questions. How extensive is that video library? Yeah. So. uh, It's got thousands of videos that you've got.
1: Yeah. It. It. It's definitely it's well north of a, a thousand it could be close to two between what we have YouTube private and then also on our training platform But um, like
0: in my mind if you're talking to a client that has some nitty-gritty questions you're leading with I'm going to yeah. send you this video probably right?
1: Yeah so that's a really good question because I mean i I spend a lot of time training agents on that as well so if you if you're an engineer and you've got a question on PUA riders my thing is okay what's the specific question? Answer it especially if you're on the phone don't just brush someone off let's go through well here's how the PUA Rider works deposits to cash value does purchase you death benefit paid up additional life insurance the term PUA it's paid up meaning you can add if you want there is a fee and you'll see this as we look at the numbers. Here's an example I can send you and we also have a video that just walks through line by line exactly how that fee is broken down and it's structured in a way as if you were sitting in our conference room and me going through the whiteboard you'll see exactly how it works. can send you that and then we can certainly talk through questions as well but you'll find the video will probably answer the questions better than I can over the phone.
0: Right, nice.
1: Yeah but answer their questions, and then provide follow-up info as well. Some people like videos, some people don't. Some just want it on an Excel spreadsheet. So my thing is, you know, make it convenient, show them all the options and do the one they want the most.
0: Have you had any issues with, uh, you know, remote dealings with clients? Or or, I mean, not like one-offs, but like, has there been any situations over the last, specifically over the last couple of years where it's been so heavy? Well, you're always remote with clients, but... Has there been things that you've kind of scratched your head and been like, you know, this this really doesn't work. This would be better face-to-face. Any, anything like that?
1: No, I mean, the only challenge that I've found um, specifically on remote is some people typically in their 50s or 60s or above don't want to do remote. Either they don't even know about it or they don't use it or they just they want that face-to-face it's how they're raised, they like the handshake, facial read, like that's what they want. Um, so that's the one challenge where if if it's appropriate and we have to meet with the person we will. When I say appropriate it has to make sense from a, a profitability standpoint. Um, Geographically. Right? Yeah great that I want to help everyone but it's got to make sense. So that that does happen. I think that will always happen. Um, you
0: have you have seen that maybe in like a, a little bit of an older client. Not even the fifties and sixties is older. It's but, not old. Yeah, so, but, yeah, just different demographic client. Yeah, and, and frankly, I think
1: that'll always exist. I mean, you can you can take Amazon. They don't do that. I think they've got a couple of brick and mortar stores now, and they've got you know products in Best Buy that are branded Amazon and such. But at the same time, they're an online platform. And you can buy clothes, you can buy a watch off of them. I, I ordered something last night, um, a, pair, a pair of um Beats, like the AirPods or whatever they are, because my other ones broke, or I found out this morning they didn't broke. Well, and there's always
0: <laughs> stuff, like even me, like when I'm ordering stuff online, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there was something the other day, there's certain things that I want to go to the store about. Touch it, like a,
1: a car is a great
0: example. Not even to try, not even yeah. like, but just like there's something that I want to see. With my eyes before before I buy it. Yeah, a car
1: would be a great example. Granted, Tesla's <laughs> all online, but I bought my last
0: car online, so that's yeah, a great example for me. Uh, <laughs>
1: Gotcha. I mean, I, I the past several cars I haven't test drove, I'm like, all right, that looks good, I'll buy it. But I personally, I like going to the dealership because I like cars and seeing the different models, say, right, I bought this one, but man, look at this one, oh, I look at that one. I'm I'm a car nerd. I like that kind of stuff. I um, can care less,
0: that's why i yeah. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> and I can't get that feeling online. The car always looks different. It sounds different than the video, you know, compared to what you see online. You can, you can feel it, same thing with with real estate, yeah, that, there's a good example. You can see it all online, but a savvy, you got to go there,
0: see the neighborhood, see what's a, going on.
1: A savvy investor is going to go there or have someone else go there to look at it. And like, oh, it looks good online and the
0: reviews are good. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go check it out or have someone check it out before I I send you a check for however much it's going to cost.
0: Well, you guys have done a great job. I mean, not not even just over the last you know year or so, but you know, in general with. Um, you know, constantly evolving with regards to technology and um, your video database that you have and, you know, how you, I've seen firsthand how you, you know, it's one thing to record videos, but to yeah. really incorporate it into your your everyday work is is super important, I think, with with what you do so you guys you guys have really done great there.
1: Yeah thanks and it's it's always fun I, I mean we're at the stage now like my goal, what I enjoy doing the most and I, I think I have shared this with you is really the teaching and coaching aspect like sales is fun and, and I love the clients I work with um, a lot of them reach out all the time but I would much much rather teach someone else to do the same thing even better than I can do it. Because a lot of people are much more talented than me. Naturally it took me forever because I got a lot of problems. Um, <laughs> but that is what I like to do. So teaching if it's the technical insurance aspect not just going over it quickly but okay here's how we actually understand it. But then my favorite parts here's how to communicate it effectively. Here's just personal development coaching. How do we continue to improve as an individual? build a business when someone comes into the company that you know they were an agent that made $20,000 per year and then now they're making more than 10 times that just in revenue like that. That's the kind of stuff I have fun with and they're doing the exact same thing that I had done. We've just created a system where we can plug them in and do that. So as we grow I mean the insurance business will continue to, to do its thing and I'll always ha- be involved in some degree because I love it. But teaching you know, other agencies and kind of taking this model we have and saying, hey, anyone can do this. Here's the model, of developing a system where we can sell that. Um, that. That excites me.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's a good segue to, to, to us wrapping up because, I, you know, at the, at the end of these calls, I always like to talk about, you know, if you're, if you're a, uh, a licensed agent, uh, insurance professional, and you're looking to talk to somebody that, that, you know, really is best in class and could help you uh, supercharge your business and bring in more business and close more business, I really would recommend um, reaching out to Steve Parisi and IBC Global. Um, I'm Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, we work every day with, uh, you know, from soup to nuts, life insurance, disability, long-term care, fixed annuities, Um, I'm your guy. And Steve and I usually talk weekly about a variety of topics. And, uh, you know, Steve continued success as we, you know, navigate this world of, you know, people floating around between home and the office. You guys have have really found a great balance. So um, all the best. And, you know, I hope that keeps keeps going in that direction.
1: Yeah, no thanks Mike and likewise keep keep doing your thing. I mean the and we can talk about this maybe next time. The business planning, I mean that's definitely I've noticed a strength you have as far as telling agents like when they say like what do we do here? How do we set this up? Like all right, take these steps A, B and C and make sure yeah, you don't say this. Try and simplify. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, we no. We'll get into that next time. Yeah,
1: extremely valuable but no, anybody listening that wants help with business clients, I mean and don't know what to do, Mike can help with that. <laughs> all right, thanks cool. Steve. Have thanks, a good Mike. week. You as well, thank you.